Blog Talk Radio. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk there. to episode number 33.5 of Alternative Wrestling Radio. We were supposed to do this thing on Tuesday, but my computer was being a bitch. So, you know, uh, Windows can freaking blow me. Um, it's amazing what you can do when you uh, delete Chrome and reload it. But like I said, this is Alternative Wrestling Radio. Uh, this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, brownbutterwrestling.com. Um, Brown Butter is, uh, I don't know, I guess getting kind of known as the pro wrestling tees of the West Coast. Uh, higher quality merch, and you know, I mean, it's got they've got some pretty cool stuff up there. Um, you need to check them out, and also keep keep your eyes out for the Fight Forever uh, uh, deal that Corey Brown has going on over there. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's it's growing into amazing things, and you know, hopefully, you know, we get some other stuff to to grow out of that. You know, um, it, you know, you need to just hit him up on the Brown Butter Wrestling um, Facebook page, and, and he he can talk to you about it. And the other sponsor is the man, the myth, the legend, Hollywood Joe Killjoy. On Facebook at Joe Killjoy Designs or on Twitter at Killjoy Designs. My man Joe is the genius behind my alternative wrestling radio, uh, Dawn of the Dead t-shirt design, uh, which is just freaking phenomenal. Um, It's an amazing, amazing design. And I'm not just putting it over because he's my buddy, but, I mean, this kid – he does really good work, and he's done designs for you know a bunch of different people in the business, um, you know, and and also in the the hardcore punk uh, scene as well. Um, while we're throwing out the plugs, you can uh, you can uh, get alternative wrestling radio T-shirts of brown butter at tinyurl.com backslash a w r t letter e and the letter e, and you know the the proceeds from those shirts they they go to help you know pay for the show. The, the show's not free. Um, I, I do this, you know, as a labor of love, my way of giving back, you know, and, and sharing, you know, the knowledge of other people with, with the world. But it does cost money. And it costs, you know, it's not much, but it, it's still money. But you know, also you get show archives. I have, I'm just pretty close to about a total of 200 shows, uh, you know, bef- before the rebrand and, and uh, you know, the AWR stuff. It'll be tinyurl.com backslash Radio. Uh, download it. I mean, there's a bunch of different stuff. I highly recommend the show I did with Al Snow. Uh, I post it on Facebook from time to time for people to check out. It's 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 a really fun interview. Um, I also interviewed RVD, which it was very awkward, but you know what? It's cool, man. It's all about you know um, sharing knowledge and and things like that. And um, considering that you know the WWE has brought back the 
24-7 title, whatever the hell that is. Um, I've come to the decision that it's time to do a show that's dedicated to um, one of my all-time independent favorites. Um, call him whatever you will. His name is Mike Lockwood, Crash Holly, Johnny Pearson for Bay Area Wrestling, uh, or as I knew him, Leprechaun Aaron O'Grady, um, July 18th, 1997 in the garage, Falls County Anywhere, City of Hayward. Car shot heard around the world, Vicious Vic and, and uh, Aaron O'Grady. There's a couple versions of the match on YouTube. Um, as Marcus Mack in the front row, 16-year-old punk says, that was fucking brutal. Uh, go out of your way to see that match. Um, they also had the tryout match in Davis, I think it was 98, Vic and Lep, and uh, with uh, past guest Jesse Hernandez as the referee, and they got signed right when they walked uh, into the back. Uh, and they were off to Memphis. But uh, enough about me. Um, I'd like to welcome to the show, uh, returning guest, uh, the man that is responsible for the Ugly Dojo and uh, breaking in, you know, so far, two of his three sons. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show, Big Ugly J.D. Bishop. Welcome to the show, Ugly. Hey, how's it going, man? I am great. Um, I'm pumped up. This is going to be a hell of a weekend for independent wrestling. Not just here in Northern California. You know, we have AEW doing their thing in Vegas. Uh, we have the final Gold, Gold Rush Pro show at the Gold Mine on Saturday. Uh, there's also East Bay Pro. There's there's all kinds of stuff. Um, did you think that back in the day when you were doing your thing, you know, on Make a Man for SPW, that the indies would be in the state that they are right now? No, actually, it's, it's pretty weird because, uh, you know, back then there was really, you know, APW who's always been around, uh, SPW, which I was running, PCW, which was running, and then um, Iron popped up um, for a mm-hmm. while, but that was really about it. There was a you know a couple companies that none of us really worked together at first, and uh, everybody was doing their own thing and worried about themselves and trying to or trying to shut other people down, and uh, it was just pretty. It was pretty crazy actually. It was uh, uh it wasn't really a friendly atmosphere a lot of the locker rooms, but um, no, the way it came, man, it's it's crazy. There's sometimes seven seven six shows or six seven shows in a weekend around here. You know, it's insane. Uh, you know, you, you you independent companies are keeping the indie dependent, you know, in business. The Huckabees who, you know, whether it's filming matches or taking pictures or or uploading their their uh, their calendar, which is you know very valuable for those that are trying to you know get bookings. Uh, that would be in, I think it's indiedependent.com if I remember right. But search indie dependent on Facebook. But you know, it, it's you look at the calendar and it's insane. I mean, we have a a hood slam type of show every Friday. There's just there's APW that's running, you know, major shows uh, once, maybe twice a month. And, you know, there's Gabe Ramirez is on a completely different planet. And congratulations to the boys, um, uh, the Border Patrol, La Migra, whatever you want, Kratos and, and Nick are going down to Arena Mexico this weekend with Vinny in the Ultimo Panda gear. They are working another Dragon Mania. Congratulations to those guys. Uh, I, I know that you're you're very close with Vinny. Um, it's about time, you know. Vinny gets the love, man. It, it, it's a shame. Yeah, you know, for for years I always wondered why he was kind of overlooked in a way. You know, he's he's he was very highly underrated. I thought he was Vinny was always one of the top guys in the area. He could work any style. He, I mean, he just he's great on the mic. His charisma's out the roof. He just he's a great character. And I mean, and Actually, when I started teaming with him, that changed my career because 
I thought I knew tag team wrestling. And then when I teamed with him, I became a student again and, and, and learned. And it was just, he's just such a phenomenal worker and just a human being that um, I'm glad that it's finally happened for him. And, you know, and he put in the work. He definitely put in the work. And then some. And then some. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, whether it's, you know, driving down from here to XPW to earn nothing, to, you know, mm. working shit shows in the middle of nowhere, to, you know, paying his yeah. dues. And, I mean, I met him when he was training. He was a referee. And, you know, and I followed oh. him, you know, all the way, you know, since 97. And it's just, it's amazing because he is a, he, he has that type of, we got a little bit of it in Lucha Underground, but that whole mm. that whole Sicilian Vinny Massaro, you know, he's such a prick. Yeah. He's such a prick, and yeah. <laughs> it's great. And you know, and Vinny, Vinny just he loves it to death. You know, he. But it's I, I'm so happy and proud that he's going back, and you know, he he toured all Japan, you know, earlier this year. I'm just so proud of him, proud of that guy. He's uh, an amazing uh, a talent. And uh, speaking of of Amazing tag team performers, uh, the Ballards, who are on their retirement tour. They've they they finally figured out that they don't have anything inside their knees. They finally figured it's time to <laughs> stop using the walkers and get those knees replaced. They're in their retirement tour. They're they're coming up um, this weekend, this Saturday. They're going to be doing a uh, tag team seminar. It's 1 p.m. at the Gold Mine in Pacifica. You can go to Gold Rush Pro Wrestling for information on that. It's twenty dollars. If you know what? I don't care if you're singles or tag or whatever. You need to go to that seminar because these guys have wrestled with a who's who, and they've they've worked with young kids. And you even ask the young bucks; they will tell you who taught them tag team psychology, the Ballards. And yeah. they're taking on the the NorCal All Star Team of Rick Luxury and Mr. Primetime. This one's mm-hmm. this one is for us old school NorCal heads. This match is for for us. Yes, yeah, and. You you you've mixed it up with with um with all four. I mean you've 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 done your things with yeah. with MBT. You've done your things with Rick and you know uh, you and Vinny have uh, got it on with the Ballards. Uh, let's talk about that. Um, how were you know some of the matches you worked with the Ballards with Vinny as your partner? Oh, uh, the funny thing was the first time we got booked to wrestle them, it was on some show in Petaluma. Um, I forget even who was running it, but it was just some spot show in Petaluma, and I remember it's you know, call time is like, you know, three o'clock and I messaged Vinny, I'm like, Hey bro, what time are you getting here? And he's like, Oh well the show don't start till seven you know, so uh I'm I'll be on my way in a little bit. I'm like, Bro, the show's at five and he's still in Salida, like where he lives. And I was like, he's like, What? Who so who does the show at five o'clock on the Saturday? So he's driving over and the ballards come and uh he's we're on the phone the whole time talking and they're just like, Hey, where's he at? I go, He's pulling up. He'll be here in a couple minutes. So the Ballards are there, and I remember Shannon looks over and says, hey, uh, we'll just cut a promo. And I was like, okay. So he did cut a promo. Vinny comes in with one kick pad on and one boot on and uh, tell him what the finish is, and then we go and work the match. We never really talked to them about it, and we just go in there, and the match is great. They're just so fluid in the ring, and, you know, Vinny speaks for himself. So I was just like the fourth guy in the ring, you know, just with those three. And um, then after that, we were able to have some really great matches just – but they're just so good in the ring, them too, and Vinny also, you know, it was just like, you know, that's when I first really learned, like, how you could just go in there with guys who know what they're doing and just be comfortable and just let it go, you know, and it was great. It was just great. That was like the first experience I ever had wrestling those guys was, was that when Vinny just walked in as they're cutting the promo and walked into work. You know, do 
do you prefer going at it that way, by the seat of your pants or, you know, sitting there and doing the DDP, you know, here's 20 minutes written out? It, you know, honestly, it depends who I'm working. Um, it, uh, I do sometimes we're all work guys who I've known for years, um, and we, the less we talk, the better. You know, mm-hmm. I, I've, if you know psychology, you know how to work, you don't need to write a novel on what you're doing before. Um, but there are certain times you work guys who are green and don't know what they're doing or, you know, you have to plan a couple things out just to make sure the, the match is fine, they're safe. Otherwise, you just end up tuning somebody up the whole night and that's you know, nobody want. I mean, I don't really want to do that. I want to go in there and have fun and go home after, you know, <laughs> and be safe, you know. But uh, I, I prefer just going out there and calling it with guys who know how to do that. Some guys say, oh, let's just call it out there because they don't know how to really work a match. They just want to go out there and hit moves, you know. So you just got to know who you're working. And um, for me, it just depends who I'm working, you know. You know, fans that kind of have an idea, you know, we, we, we know what's, you know, what's what. We can you re- can actually tell, you know, yeah. where it's kind of a paint by numbers, and there's not mm-hmm. you don't get a feeling, and that's, you know, that's the thing, is feeling. That's the emotional roller coaster. That's what that's why, I love the love the sport. I, it was about seeing people just tell a story, and you can tell. That's why, I mean, I respect Paige. Trust, believe me. I mean, at his age, breaking in and, and doing the things that he did. But it just some stuff was just like, come on, you know, it, it yeah. not organic. And mm-hmm. I feel nowadays there's more of that organic out there, and it's the trainers. You know, yeah. Santino Brothers, for one. I mean, we're gonna see a couple. Of, uh, mm-hmm. Actually, it's their tag title match on Friday is all Santino, except for Manny Mars, but they're all in the same car. But the thing is, they're taught, you know the right way and you you teach your students and and your your boys too the right way and the the gold mines they do that too uh pcw the schools in this especially the stoners the stoners they are on a whole different level um but just the 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 teaching is different and seeing these these younger kids now it's enjoyable again like the late 90s was for me you know that hot APW time here. It's that where yeah. I'm like ready to go. And, and um, how is it for you watching your boys? You know, are you getting that same feeling? Like, oh shit, here we go. I'm ready to go. Yeah, you know, it, um, at first I, I was really nervous. You know, um, what's well, being a dad, bro? What? So I mean, that, yeah, yeah. I, I'm a father yeah. of a 19 year old. It is what it is. Yeah. It, and the funny thing is, like, I've coached them in football, and, you know, all every year they played, I pretty much coached one or the other in football. Um, mm-hmm. And I was never nervous for, when the, for our game, you know. But watching them go out there and get ready to wrestle, you know, it's a whole other, it's a whole other ball game because I know a lot of eyes are on them. A lot mm-hmm. of guys want to over-critique them and treat them like they've been working for years, you know, which I value everybody's critique, well, most people's critique. But a lot of times people just want to say you're doing this wrong, you know. So I, I worry about that, about people critiquing them. Uh, just to critique them instead of giving them good feedback, you know, mm-hmm. tell them, don't just tell them what you're doing wrong. Tell them why it's wrong. Don't just say, yeah, you could have done this better. Tell them why. Don't just explain. People that do that to me, don't, they don't know what they're doing. They just see something and, oh, yeah, you did that wrong. Do it again. You know, I, I want them to have knowledge from guys like Vinny, MPT, and um, Mustafa's been working with them a lot, um, telling mm-hmm. them what they're doing wrong, what they need to work on, you know. That way it's, it's valid, but 
like getting ready for them to watch a match, you know, or to go do a match, I, I just sit there sometimes and I know it's going to be okay because they're, they're trained good. You know, not to put myself over, but they're trained good. Uh, they're, right. they're athletic. They have really good charisma. They know what they're doing. But um, I just worry about them getting too indie-rific, you know, sometimes. And But then again, that's kind of the way the business is going in a way, doing stuff that I wouldn't necessarily do. But people do it now, and they're making money. Um, but they do some matches sometimes, and I'm just like, where the hell did you guys come up with that? Like, you know, so I just kind of sit back and watch it and be, and be a, try to be a fan, you know. And then um, on the way home, it's usually when I'm critiquing, well, what, you know, what did you do wrong on this? What could you have done better? And, and then and then I'm really critical of their stuff. But I just try to watch it, you know, and I'm, I'm you know, obviously proud, very proud. Um, mostly proud with the way they handle themselves in the locker room. You know, a lot of guys don't realize my oldest, Roman, uh, he's only been working barely two years, you know. Uh, but he's already had a lot of big things happen for him, and he's really charismatic. You know, um, his charisma, his mic skills are great, so people assume he's been working for a while, but he's really green, you know. Um, so it, that it makes me proud. You know, when we go to work for this company in Oregon, uh, they have, um, you know, the, the, the kayfabe locker rooms where heels are on one, baby face are on the other. So we don't see who we're wrestling until we get out there. And they went in there and performed well, you know, and did, did a great job. So I'm glad I'm glad they get to work at those kind of matches, and, and there, it really is a sense of pride when people are happy with their work. Um, but it, it is still nerve wracking. <laughs> it's just nerve wracking. You know, I I've noticed that. I mean, it, it's obvious they're dynamic. You know, Bronson's the powerhouse, and you know Titus is the the uh, the Stan Lane of the, the team. You know, obviously the young, good-looking kid that you know does the flashy stuff. Mm. But and the 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 last time I saw him was at the West Coast Pro Wrestling Show in South City, and it was a four-way cruiserweight junior style match. And the thing is, everybody knew that they were in the opening match. They did some, but not too much. And yeah. as fans, we saw that and we kind of respected it. We're like, all right, they're they're doing what they need to do. They're but they're not mm. they're trying to, you know, show too much, but enough to want more. And that's yeah. That's a mindset. That's not, yeah. you know, that's that's taught. And, yeah. you know, that's something that hardest, I caught. The hardest thing, yeah, the hardest thing I found, because, I, you know, I, I, have, I have started training a couple of different guys uh, who came to work with me a little bit um, when I was running classes for a while, uh, is everybody wants to just, boom, get right into it. Nobody wants to tell the story and build up. Everybody's like, man, I got eight minutes, so I better get everything I can in to get all these pops. You know, I'm match one, and. That's not not the way you're supposed to do. You're supposed to, you know, you know, tell them, tell a story. Move, start slow, and build up big, and you'll get your pops when when you need to, and you'll get the big pop at the end, which is what you really want. A lot of guys they want to right away. Okay, lock up. We'll just start this. We'll boom, 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 boom. And by the end of the match, they're just done, and the crowd they lost the crowd, and um, they're not learning, and it just kills everything they're doing. So I try to teach these guys. You know, like it, it doesn't matter if you have a five minute match, ten minute match, twenty minute match. You have to build it a certain way. You know, if you're match one on the card. Work a match one. You know, you're not fucking the main event. Slow it down. Tell your story. Learn how to wrestle. You know, there's a reason why you're match one. You know, um, it's because you're not ready for the main event yet. So just embrace it and do your work, your psychology. And um, they just, you know, they. I mean, I think they pretty much know they have to put, <laughs> do what I'm telling them to do. But uh, they just wherever they go, they seem to just follow that psychology, and it works for them. Well, all the youngins out there that are that are tuning in, listening. And sitting under Big Ugly's learning tree, you guys need to. It's not getting your moves and shit over. It's getting yourself over and not being overly flashy or whatever. That is dime a dozen. There's there's plenty of them. 
I'm not going to use the s the s word. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. It's it's a real rude term, but I'm not going to use it. But I'm going to use a perfect example is Keita Murphy. I'm uh, Keita Murray. Mm-hmm. This kid. Yeah. He he is solid character, amazing. D- you know he can he can do it in the ring. Nothing you know, a little bit of flash. Nothing too much though. And he's mm-hmm. built a following. That's the thing is yeah. you need to build that following. And you know the more mm-hmm. you know follows on on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter or whatever, and more views of your videos, promoters see that, and yeah. they understand. You know, you will eventually get moved up in that pecking order. Not it's not just in companies; it's just in general in areas. And just yeah. be humble, you know, and learn, yeah. you know, and listen to the, the listen to the old guys, you know, and and kind of pay attention to what's going on around you. You know, and and being humble, and you know, your boys are a perfect example of being humble. Every time I see them, they're always respectable gentlemen, and they don't know me from fucking Adam. Okay, I, I'm I'm a dude that runs a podcast that goes to a show occasionally, but they're respectful, and you know, again, gets my respect right back because you know, you lace them up, you go in, you know, you 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 do your thing, and that's it, and you know, and and they're good guys to boot. Um, yeah. And to be honest, Ugly, I've never heard a bad thing about your boys. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, they're, yeah, they, no. they, they stay humble. I mean, they have enough people around them, you know, grounding them and, and holding them there, you know, and they know what, what I expect and they know what the people around them expect. They got a, you know, a bunch of brothers in the locker room of guys that I've trained to keep them humble, you know, and uh, they know they're blessed with the people they've gotten to work and work with, you know. Um, one of the things I, I teach to them and all my students is that, you know, it's better to earn your spot than just pull it or politic your way, you know, to a spot, you know, um, you don't, you don't want to be that guy who politics his way to uh, something they don't deserve. You know, when it's your chance, your turn, embrace it and take it. You know, um, I've had to go to different companies late in my career and start from square one and work my way back up, you know? Um, and, you know, as far as people doing all these crazy moves, like, you know, I don't have a deep move set. <laughs> you know, I do very little things in the ring. Uh, I do a lot of mat chain wrestling, uh, striking, and I have only a, a, a small, small set of moves because everything else I do is working the fans, telling my story. You know, um, my oldest son just made a highlight reel for us, and he went over the match me and Jr. had at my River City Rumble show, and he's like, "Man, you didn't get that much offense in." I go, "Yeah, I don't have to because I'm, we're telling a story." He's the big monster heel. I'm the baby face. I got to get my ass beat. It's like Ricky Steamboat. <laughs> you know, you get your ass beat. So that way they – you know, and, and and that's just the way guys don't want to work anymore because everybody wants to get all this shit in that they watched on Ring of Honor or PWG. And uh, just it, it, it kills a lot of the young stuff that people – the young guys that with the stuff they want to do. And a lot of times it gets put them down lower on the card. You know, if you can't work a, a match one and two and three, promoters don't want to use you, you know. You just got to know – you know, like, like the Rocks, know your role. You know your role in the company. So when at uh, Rumble by the River was it? Oh, River City Rumble. Oh, okay, River City Rumble. At the next show, can we yeah. please get the cartel against your boys? <laughs> Actually, they're trying. To, I would take trying the day to off and go that. up for that one. <laughs> they're trying to work on that for um, a show in Reno next month. Oh, uh, but it's still in the air. But no, I mean, me and Vinny are, are trying to team as much as we can, you know. But now that his other his other gimmicks getting over so much. Um, you know, he's not doing much of the, the pizza guy. But yeah, we, we, we team we teamed in Reno, we team in Oregon a lot now. 
Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to get back under the dam. There's so many good teams out there. You know, my boys being, you know, on the upcoming of that, you know, you have a couple of other teams that are young kids coming up and, um, you know, then you got Rick and MPT and the Cuzzies and, you know, so there's just a lot of great teams out there that we want to get back in the mix with. It's just, it's just hard. And then he's going to Japan and Mexico all the time. And so, you know, it's hard, but we, we want to make it work, you know? Well, for, would it be whichever company that, uh, Paul Isidore is promoting in Reno? Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know okay. what it's called. Well, it's APW Reno. Well, so it's I been APW it's, Reno. It's, it's been, what? yeah. Well, okay. June. Well. Uh, I think it's well. Yeah, it's like the second week in June or something, 14th or 12th or something like that. I don't know. Oh, no. No, don't say that. Actually, that weekend's <laughs> the 15th. Uh, APW is running June 15th. Yeah, it's the day before it's, uh, APW, I believe. It's uh, up 14th. That's a Friday. Uh, I can't make yeah, it. It's a I actually have a mandatory company vacation that I go on every year, and it happens to be on oh, that wow. weekend. So, oh, damn it. Sucks. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not but, set in stone. They're also, they're also trying to get uh, my boys from uh, Oregon, Four Minutes of Heat, to come down uh, uh, for that one. So All three of them. All, you know what? They're freaking <laughs> heat magnets, man. They are heat magnets. Oh, God. I love those guys. Yeah, and it's funny because Ricky, he's been working since he's like 15 years old. I've known Ricky that he used to wear a mask, and he was called Cosmic River. <laughs> you know, he did his hippie gimmick. Um, and then when he decided, actually, in the middle of me and him working a match one time, he said, hey, I just ripped my mask off. I don't want to do this anymore. And he told me to take his mask off, so I took it off, and then he came back the next show as Rockin' Ricky Gibson or something like that. And uh, a few years later, he he said this other guy got trained, uh, Eddie Pearl, and they're just on fire, man. They're the hottest thing in wrestling right now. Yeah, they're very, they are very, very good, and yeah. they were trained right. Who trained them? Uh, they trained uh, with my my brother uh, Jeremy Blanchard and the Grappler. Oh uh, yeah, I kind of figured. I kind of figured. Lindsay. Yeah, and then Ed, yeah. Eddie trained with those guys, and then uh, Ricky did most of his training. Oh, okay. I, I kind of you, you can kind of get that grappler feel, you know. And yeah, I, I oh, don't yeah. know what it is, but you can tell his fingerprints are there. Uh, oh, wow! Yeah. So they were trained properly. That's good. But yeah, those yeah, guys no, are cool. Great. Yeah, yeah, they're good guys, yeah, man, and they work hard. They do they do everything the right. Their their social media, their marketing, their merchandise. Their, they used to sell CDs, right? Cases with nothing inside of them. It just you buy a CD case of their music and there's no CD inside of it, and they couldn't keep them long enough. People were just buying them out. Tremendous. <laughs> it worked for them. You know? They're just they're just good guys, man. I really I really like those guys. I think it might be time to have a a trios tournament down here. Um, yeah, that'd be you good. Know, you have four you know four minutes of heat. You have the ugly dojo. You have uh, the Reno scum and uh, you know that guy from Hoodslamp, that uh, Doc Atrocity guy. Um, Oh, you know, and there there are other teams. You know, you can even bring in a couple. You know, lucha teams from down south, and might be an idea. Oh yeah, there's but it may be a little hard because lot. we are losing a venue. So I don't mm-hmm. know. We we don't have that small venue to go to anymore. Since uh yeah, you know, Sparky's you know packing up that building, but yeah, he's going to land on his feet, and, and hopefully, you know, the uh, and you know, the boot camp. I've never... I've I've uh, I've known Sparky for dang more years than I can count probably, and I've never worked for him other than the Hall of Fame show. That's it. 
I've really? never worked for a Stargate. You've never worked the Gold Rush show? I've never worked the Gold Rush. Wow. Yeah. I've never worked the Gold Rush. I've never worked the Bushido show. I've never worked. I'm trying to think who else. Uh, I've only worked one APW show, and that was Roland's last last show. The last match Roland saw was the Cartel versus Scum, and that was the only show oh, wow. I've ever done in the garage. Yeah, that was the only show I've ever done for APW. My boys that worked there, you know, I did one. Re- I did one Revolution show. Uh, when um, Junakiyama and Dragon, Ultimate Dragon, were on mm-hmm. that show. Uh, me and the boys did the Battle Royal, or the Scramble Rules Battle Royal. Uh, but other than that, yeah, there's a lot of companies in NorCal I haven't worked for, you know. A lot of it by hmm. choice, a lot of it by just they didn't, they didn't book me. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, it, is, yeah, it is what it is. You know? Yeah, some people, and like I said, me and Marcus Mack are cooler than shit. Me and Gabriel Maris are cooler than shit. My my youngest son loves Gabe and Shannon. They and they freaking hang out with him and we get we and they're great people, you know. He's the one that made me do the uh um all Japan tryout. I didn't even really want to do it, but he told me to do it and uh had me and the boys do the tryout and um but he, he just doesn't get me on his shows, but I'm not pissed, <laughs> you know. I just bless that he gives the opportunity to people, you know. The piece just doesn't fit in the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and yeah, like just I said, he, 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 run, he runs a Lucha show, a Lucha company, you know, and uh, I don't know. I just think I, I'm, I just like watching. <laughs> I'm just like being a fan now. Like I'm at the point in my career where I don't have to wrestle every show. You know, I, I don't mind watching shows. Not that the show's a quality show, you know. Um, I like just watching it because there's so much bad shows that I'm fucking on sometimes that, you know, it's a relief to just sit and watch the show, you know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. We, we are lucky. Especially up here, we we do have, it's a higher quality, and mm. you know it, it's spilling out. So there are people, you know, guys that are going on the road and you know and doing other stuff. But you know, this is a hot weekend too. You know, especially you know we have the yeah. all-in pay-per-view. You know, mm-hmm. there are uh, all kinds of different shows. You know, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and you know we, we are, you know, you people are making money. People are getting booked. They're selling merch. Um, you know, wrestling schools are, are doing, you know, rather well, those that are able to, you know, have a building and a place to go. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, Virgil's company's still going. Um, let, let's talk about the littlest big man. Um, <laughs> I still miss Virgil. Um, just a, an amazing, not just a tablet, but a human being. And you were there with him from the beginning. Um, and his... He is still affecting the business now, and you know yeah. we, we get to see Kathy at shows occasionally with the kids, and that's pretty cool. Where she, you know, the way she's, you know, still integrated in the in the business. Um, I need you to give the listeners of my show your favorite Virgil Flynn story. Oh man! Um, oh, we are uncensored, by the way. <laughs> I, I you know I I definitely will I, I just you know I have a hard time uh, talking about him but um, uh, I love that kid man he was just like one of my sons you know but um, one of, one of the one of the times I remember we went to Oregon and Virgil had this thing that he thought I was racist he always thought I was uh, racist you know um, and we went into Oregon and the deep parts of Oregon too like it was way in the hell out there and we go to like a Denny's or something and. The lady keeps coming, and she's asking anybody you need anything, and Virgil keeps asking for a fork, and she would just ignore them. And this happens like four times. And I remember it was like, it was like Thatcher, Samurai, and Hayashi was in there, and the old, the old crew, the old road crew, crew, uh, road crew, crew and um, 
he just like looking at me, can I get a spoon? And she just keeps ignoring him. And I, and I yell out, well, somebody white, please ask this lady for a spoon for the black guy. And Virgil like looked at me like, are you fucking kidding me, boss? Like that? Like, and then the whole time he just sat there going, man, they're going to, they're going to jump us, man. They're going to beat us up. And, um, and then from that point on, he realized I wasn't racist or something like that. But, you know, I used to mess with him a lot. You know, I used to tell him we're going to Oregon, man. They're going to lynch your brother. They're going to, you know, you better not go in the bathroom by yourself, you know. And I just had this boy terrified, you know. And, uh, but, no, man, I, I love that kid, man. He, um, he's a good dude, man. Really good dude. Uh, like I said, I have, I have some stories. I can't even talk about Virgil because it just brings me to tears. But um, at the uh, his, his uh, funeral, I, I did a eulogy and uh, um, tried, tried to not, you know, tell too many of the emotional stories. So I kind of told a, a good story about him, but um, he just, man, he just, yeah, definitely. I, I, to this day, I wear his shirts like all the time, and it just, I, I still can't believe it. I'm still expecting him to, to be at a show, you know, and, and then sometimes I'll see his students wearing his gear and stuff, and it's just like, man, it's like, you know, just the guy, man, he, he's one of those guys who never got the full, I think, shot he deserved, you know, um, uh, he, he deserved a lot more than he got, but you know, Virgil's he's a guy like me, family first. You know, you gotta take care of your family. And uh, one of the proudest moments I had is when they told me, "Hey, boss, I'm gonna start a company. I want to start running shows." And I was like, "All right, man, but you gotta understand, your life's gonna change. Like, it's not you can just pick up and leave for weekends anymore." And and he's like, "Oh, I know, I know." And then he gave his life to his company, you know. And that that company, I mean, was it was him? Like that was that company was Virgil, man. It just you know, it's just uh, it's a shame we lost him, man. He just had so much more left in him, you know, um, to give us, and he was just taken away. But, um, man, he just um, great, probably the, the nicest guy I've probably met in my life, you know. Um, but to lose him and then to lose when we lost DJ Riz, uh, those are two of the guys that, like, you know, affect the locker room in more than in the ways than we're just the wrestling. You know, they're just the coolest guys to be around, the funnest guys. They don't say a mean thing about anybody. Um, you know, they, you know, everybody, everybody has demons and stuff, you know, but they're, you know, they're just the nicest people in the world. And those seem to be the ones that get taken away, you know, um, it's a shame, but, you know, Virgil left behind a legacy that not a lot have, you know, in the short year, he was a trainer and, and running a school and a business, you know, um, that, you know, whether VF3 continues to run or whether they shut down tomorrow, that company is, you know, the name of Virgil's going to live on forever, you know, so um, very proud of that guy and what he accomplished, very proud. Well, before we wrap up here, uh, Ugly, let's um, let, let, we're, we're going to circle back around to your boys. Uh, I, I know that mm. you're not supposed to, you know, you know, put, put them over too much where their heads get too big. But what is your <laughs> favorite tag team match that that Titus and Bronson were in? Uh, uh I. I would have to say I don't know. Um, there's one that it's it's favorite. It's my favorite, but not for the reasons most people would think. Um, there's a there's a team up in Oregon called the Blanchard Brothers. Uh, these guys I broke in business with these guys. Um, uh, Jeremy's been around here for a while. Bubba comes around once in a while, but uh, uh, Jeremy's great. He he's like he reminds me of Jared King Law. That's the style he works. Old school Memphis style, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and me and him have teamed many a times, and we're a great tag team. Well. Bubba is probably the best promo ever. Like, Bubba's promos are rival 
the top guys in WWE. I mean, this guy, he gets promos. He just seems the great, greatest guy at promos. His wrestling, on the other hand, is, uh, you know, a little bit of a work in progress, even though he's been wrestling for 20 years. Um, Bubba has a tendency to think he's a Japanese strong style, and he'll grab you in a waist lock, throw you, and say, watch the German. You know, and he just he gets blown, and he's not the safest cat in the world, let's say. Uh, he took a couple years off, and my boys went up there and found out they were going to wrestle the Blanchards. And uh, the look on their face was like, shit. <laughs> Fuck, I got to <laughs> So... They get in there and continue to Bubba's making up suplexes. You know, he, he thinks he's Jeff Cobb, you know, and he's just throwing people around. Mm-hmm. And and they were truly professional about it, and they took their bumps, but they brought it back. They were lighting them up. You know, they were kicking him in the head. Mm-hmm. You know, Bubba's – he doesn't feel pain, but uh, they just brought the fight, you know. But uh, it was just funny for them to see what I've been talking about for years with Bubba. You'll you love him to death because Bubba would never purposely hurt you. Uh, he's the kind of guy that he'll pick you up at the airport, take you to eat food, take care of you all weekend – he just gets in the ring and thinks he's Kabashi, you know, and he's not, you know. <laughs> uh, and uh, the, the boys took it, and they worked a great match with them. Uh, Bubba got blown, and they, they just made it work. Uh, but, no, it, it was just one of those things where I was just like going, yeah, fuckers, now you see what I've been dealing with for 20 years with this guy, you know. And, uh, and they, you know, they and they did a great job. But um, they've wrestled uh, – the rest, their match with Rick and uh, MPT was really good, I thought. Um, and then they actually did a – uh, eight man at APW um, with Rick and Boyce uh, was in there. I think uh, Alonzo. I don't know if it was the other. There's another, there's I don't know a couple other people in the match. It was a fucking great match. It was a really good match that they had. But it was an eight man. But um, I don't know. They do a lot of stuff. They they work sometimes newer teams too. And so it's, some things are a little off. But um, I mean they're they're just they're, they're I love watching them work, especially when they work together. You know they just they do some really good stuff. You know, there's a couple of guys in, in Oregon that I really want them to work. Ethan HD and Santiago and uh, oh, they're, those guys they, you know there. what? The guns are fucking great. Oh yeah, they know. are great. Yeah. The, yeah. I mean, I, I know Ethan Santiago's is, a heat magnet, bro, and that kid can cut a promo. Okay. And you know the he funny thing is, heel through and, and through. That's yeah, that's Mike. That's Mike in real life. Like, I, there's when we used to run down there together. There were so many times where I'd be like, "Fuck, here comes Santiago," and he just pissed off at somebody talking shit. I'm like Mike. We can't get into this now with these guys, dude. Like we're outnumbered, you know. But Mike just—he doesn't give a shit. He just—he—he he is his gimmick, dude. He's—he's he's a fucking asshole. But if—if if you're cool with Mike, you love him to death, you know, because he's one of those guys that you see these people all the time that are like, I just speak my mind. I don't give a fuck what I say. But they really mm-hmm. do. Mike doesn't. Mike don't care what the fuck you think about him. Um, I've seen him get his ass beat for talking shit and not care, you know. Um, and then Ethan, oh my God, Ethan's fucking phenomenal. You know, Ethan, I've known Ethan since he broke in, and uh, he's another guy that people don't give enough credit to, but holy shit, that guy's good, you know. Um, and he, he wants, we're supposed to go up there um, to work some shows up there. He's going to work with the boys a little bit. Um, but, no, they're they're great guys that I want, really want, and they want to work the boys too, you know, so it'll be it'll be fun for them. And, uh, I mean, there's just a lot of teams that I want. Of course, we, me and the cartel wants to work on. I love the Cuzzies to work on, and, um, you know, just a scum, of course. You know, there's so many teams that I want them to work. Um, I just, I'm just worried about them, you know, starting to do their own thing and splitting up as a team. Really right, right now, everybody wants to split them up and do a brother feud, you know, and I'm just like, come on. Guys. Uh, no. Like, come like, on. It's not the fucking – I think people just want to do it before somebody else does it, you know. Um, so, you know, it's just not the right time, you know. Let them run. Let people, they, we've, we've been to some companies where like, oh, yeah, next month we're going to split them up and – it's our first time here. 
You know, like these people, they're not invested in these guys with a brother tag team, you know. One shit, they have different last names, for example. You know, nobody even knows their last <laughs> yeah, Exactly. So, so, yeah, so, I mean, I, I really hope they stay as a team, but, you know, as, as a lot of talented guys, you know, do, they end up just going their separate ways and doing their own thing. And, uh, you know, I know right now at APW or SPW, Titus is going to work um, Aaron Sky next month. You know, which would be a really great match. You know, you know, Roman's doing doing his thing. I'm, you know, so it's just. I hope they keep them together, but they do a lot of shows diff, uh, separated from each other. You know, uh, like Titus did the one in the Bay, and Roman did the one down here. And, uh, so you know, I just wish if people are going to use them as a team, let them be a team, man. Let them do their thing, dude. You know, and uh, let them develop. I don't want them pushed too hard too soon, but you know, it's not my dime. The promoters are paying. You know. <laughs> Well, boss, it's been a good 40-minute discussion. We're going to definitely have to do it again. We'll get the boys on next time. Maybe we have all you guys on, and and we we may be closer to your next show. Um, Let's go with tinyurl.com backslash Ugly Dojo. That will bring you to the Ugly Dojo Brown Butter Wrestling uh, merchandise page. Once again, brownbutterwrestling.com, sponsor of the show, friend of the show. Um, Any other plugs you want to get out there, Ugly? Uh, no, I mean, not really. Just visit the Facebook page. The, any, any Anything in NorCal, please check out. Um, the branch that of people that I work with or trained or are on every show in NorCal, so they're all great. And all the promoters uh, are doing amazing jobs with, with these shows. Uh, I wish they would work together a little bit more. Um, but, you know, visit NorCal Wrestling. Support it. It's the hottest it's ever been. It's growing so fast. East Bay's popping off. PCW's popping off again. Hood Flam's, you know, freaking always doing great, great things. And then, of course, Gabe Ramirez is, of course, owning up shit up there, one of these huge-ass monster crazy shows. Um, but, yeah, no, wrestling's great, man. Any, any any indie company you can go to, just go, even if it's to watch not how to do wrestling. Just go check it out. Support these guys because they put their bodies in the line. Awesome. Boss, have a very safe weekend, and uh, enjoy it with the boys. And I will be talking to you very soon at a show. All right, brother. Take care, man. Thank you. All right. It was my pleasure, Ugly. All right. Now we're going to have just uh, open lines for, you know, a little bit. Uh, the call-in number would be area code 323-417-6798. And I have a caller from the 707 area code. Welcome to the show, caller. How may I help you? What's going on, daddy? Ah, it's my man, Joey Gonzo, the experience. Welcome. What's going on, Welcome man? How you doing, show. man? Good to hear from you, brother. Are you ready for a hot weekend? Oh, man. I'm still trying to recover from uh, my last weekend, which was last weekend. Um, a couple of us Gold Rush students traveled to the weird and wild land of the Central Coast. We did three shows for Pro Wrestling Unplugged down there. Billy Blade is uh, up back and running. Thing again, and uh, we worked a couple of those shows over the weekend. It was some really fun times. So I, I heard you got your boogie on during the weekend. Uh, tell me, what was oh, it like yeah, stepping in was, the ring with that guy? That was something else, man. Being in the ring with, uh, well, I mean, being in the ring with somebody, and obviously, you know, the guy is freaky as all hell. But just having the uh, honor and privilege of sharing the ring with somebody who's actually been on television, somebody who I was watching years ago or so, tear it up on WWE TV, and then I get to share the ring for him. 
Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, it's, it's a few unfortunate few moments, but you know, I I survived, and I can always say, tell my kids, hey, I wrestled a boogeyman, so that's a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also took on my heated rival Bruno Beretta. Uh, the first night, Friday evening, and the Saturday evening, I took on Brawlin' Bo Cooper, the 23-year-old vet. Very hard-hitting, very hard-hitting guy. So uh, anybody who gets in the ring with Bo Cooper in the future, prepare yourself. You know, I think that it should be – he should be the gatekeeper to the business in California. Um, he's, I, definitely, he's one of many, he, if you think about it. He welcomes you to the business. Oh, he sure did. He welcomed me to the business when I faced off with him on Saturday night. And uh, welcome on, never forget. Not brutal. Some clips are on Facebook, man. Bo is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, saw, I saw a few of those. Very, very, uh, very familiar. <laughs> it's definitely, it hasn't been long enough for me to talk to, you know. Oh, man, it was quite the beating. So let's talk about what you have coming up uh, this Sunday or Saturday at the gold mine. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Uh, yeah, what do you want to know? Who are you going to have uh, post the belt for you when you're done? I don't know about that, man. For, I mean, it, it's a great opportunity I'm getting um, this Saturday at Gold Rush Pro Wrestling, uh, the golden years which hopefully uh, by the, after the main event we'll figure out the state of the gold mine itself. But I do have a huge opportunity in front of me. Uh, I'm in a gauntlet match for the Dynamo Division Championship held by uh, the one, the only, the bad boy, Boyce Legrand. I've honestly stopped counting how many days it's been since he's won the title. I've lost track. I know we're coming up on almost five years now, I believe. Uh, we're actually at the four-year mark, I believe, like four-and-a-half-year mark now. But, uh, yeah, we're coming, we're getting, you know, if he uh, if he somehow is able to retain through the rest of the year, which I don't know how he'll be able to do that, he will, he will have held the belt for quite a while. So uh, the powers that be at Gold Rush Pro Wrestling, they just put up today on their YouTube page, youtube.com backslash Gold Rush Pro Wrestling, the – April show from the gold mine where you challenged Sir Samurai for the SPW Triple X title. Um, let's talk about that match. Uh, you you jumped into the hardcore uh, waters and you survived. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let, let's talk about Sammy. Um, Samurai's he been in there with hard. everybody. <laughs> he hits very hard. Uh, he is a good, yeah, in fact, uh, Samurai was another victim of the boogeyman last weekend. Like, he was, uh, he was down there in the Social Post as well. So he, like, you could, you could, whoever you, whoever you name off the top of your head, there's a very fair chance that Sir Samurai has faced that person. And, uh, being able to get into the ring with him was a dream come true for me as I, he's a man I've admired, he's a wrestler I've admired for quite some time now. And, uh, it was always one of my goals to get into the ring with him. Uh, I wish it could have been under better circumstances, <laughs> but a hardcore match is a hardcore match, and I felt like I held my own with him. Uh, I actually just watched the match back myself a few hours ago, and um, there's a part of the match where I'm going for a burlap sack, and he clips me in the knee with a trash can, 
and then hits me on top of the head with the same trash can. And I just remember that feeling very unpleasant. <laughs> it's just like, it's definitely one of the more memorable parts of that match for me, what I can remember anyway. Uh, but yeah, man, Samurai hits very hard. And uh, he's definitely someone who's always had my respect, and especially after our match, he will forever have my respect, even though he did try to cripple me. So you, you've worked around all around California. Um, you've even gone so far up north, you know, as uh, the Humboldt County area. Let's talk about Rumble in the Redwoods. Uh, Mr. Joe Souza puts on a class show every year, uh, just amazingly uh, put together a card top to bottom, sponsors, buildings rocking, got that old school type Shire feeling. Uh, let's talk about uh, your, your, your matchup there with Bruno. Um, how was the crowd and, you know, just how was it dealing with, you know, Joe and his family and the whole, whole just the whole thing? I mean, just, just the whole experience. Well, first and foremost, let me go ahead and put over Joe Siusa. He did an absolutely fantastic job of putting that whole event together from the venue to the, the performers that he brought in. To just like the uh, almost the atmosphere, you're right. It was a very old school atmosphere, um, and I mean this, that was an electric crowd up there on Eureka. Um, I couldn't have been any more prouder of my master Bruno. We've been wrestling, we've been wrestling each other for quite some time now, almost since the beginning. Um, and it was just a really hard hitting matchup. That that match is also available on YouTube. If you want to look that up, if you want to look up the, the whole the whole show is on YouTube, and of course uh, my match with Bruno is the second match on there after Ricky Gibson put everyone to sleep. Um, and <laughs> but uh, you know it it was cool because it was it was, a, it was a locker room with a few people from the Oregon area, and you know I've, obviously I'm, that's as far north up as I've gone is Eureka. But to have, you know, uh, Ricky Gibson and Doc Cliver and all these other guys. Daniel Torres, I know he's not from Oregon, but he does frequent that area a lot. So guys who have are, are Oregon workers and have worked in the Oregon area, it was nice having that mixture of uh, of talent in the locker room. Of course, Boyce LeGrand was there as well. Uh, Rocket Boy Brett Walters, who defeated Boyce to become the new Pacific Northwest Heavyweight Champion. Um, the world powers were there. Um, mm-hmm. Oyashi and Hose, senior division cool still going. Yes, yes, yes. I can't. Yeah, I know. Uh, has been in for quite some time now. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was really. I think it was great to get that type of exposure up there to expose yourself to a new crowd. Um, the people in Eureka loved it. They're electric for anything. You could have, mm-hmm. I could have sneezed on Bruno and they would have lost their minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they're hungry. They're really hungry for for quality stuff. And the thing is, Joe will only do it once a year. I've tried to convince him do do it every six months. You could do it, but he wants to do it once a year. But you know, maybe they could run you know smaller shows or whatever. But it, it's still it's fertile. But I don't know. I kind of get the feeling that a little too much would kill it. It's just it, it's kind of strange. But it's good to see that. You 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 get a different feeling than you know being in the gold mine, and or or yeah, in Ingrid B. Lacey, and then in that building up there it's completely different, and then you go to Cauliflower mm-hmm. Alley and then it's uh, completely different there. It, you, that's that's the cool shit that you get to 
you know, you get to experience and you learn. And, um, you know, I, I usually, when I see you at a show, I usually ask you, hey, brother, you know, how you doing? How you feeling? You know, where are you working? And, it, you know, it's it's to see where you are growing, you know, as, you know, as a, as a, as an independent pro wrestler, I, I want to, you know, follow where you're going. And because you, I mean, I met you when you were training, you know, before you broke in. And, and yes. you know, I'm beyond proud of you. And thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, that. It, it's a respect thing where, you know, I want to follow you because you're, you're doing what you want to do. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. It's, it's, um, you know, I was just, I, I, I don't mean to cut you off. In all honesty, though, I'm just, I'm honestly just like kid with a dream. You know, I've always wanted to be a wrestler since I was a little boy. And sure, yeah, the path to get there took a lot longer than usual. But uh, I got there, and I'm absolutely thrilled. I'll be, it'll be about a year next month that I'll have been wrestling professionally. So uh, looking forward to seeing what my second year will bring. Um, I definitely, uh, I'm always excited to wrestle anywhere. And one of the, you know, as you mentioned, like different environments, you know, like uh, the Eureka crowd, and uh, whenever I go down to UGWA in San Jose, which is where I'll be June 9th, um, their crowd is just way different from any other crowd you mm-hmm. find at, say, the Gold Mine or Pacelli or even Sacramento. Um, you know, like when I went down to, to the Central Coast, uh, you know, we did the King, uh, we did King City. And that crowd was different from Santa Maria, which was a different crowd from San Luis Obispo. So, you know, you're going to go to all these different cities and you're just going to you feel the crowd out. You pay attention to these sort of things. So that way, you know, when you frequent these places more, you know what you're getting yourself into. And, you know, you're able to adapt as a performer, uh, you know, because, you know, I'm a beloved figure inside of gold mine in Pacifica, but... If I go an hour down south to San Jose, the UGWA, they hit my guts. Uh, so, you know, it's, you, 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 you have to know your audience, basically, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the audience. secret, kid. You got to know who you're there with. You yeah, know? exactly. You, you can be put in whatever position on the card against whomever. It, it It's the fans out outside of the ring that, you know, yay you or boo you. It is what it is. Oh, yeah. You know, they can yeah. try to, you know, maneuver whichever way on the car. It doesn't matter. They they will literally make you or break you. And mm-hmm. that's, Absolutely. you know, that's that's the difference, between, you know, with, with a lot of other, a lot of other sports. And, mm-hmm. you know, that this sport that we both love is, it's, it's dictated literally by the paying, paying customer. And that if the man, if people true. don't pay attention, you're a dumbass. It just, huh, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, it just is what it is. But so you got on Saturday. You have Gold Rush. Are you work? Are the, the the Stoners don't have a show? Wait, it's Thursday. No, they don't have one. Are you working tomorrow no, or no, Sunday? No. Uh, I will be. I'm not doing anything tomorrow. Um, I, I probably will be somewhere in the Bay Area tomorrow. Uh, and then Saturday, I will be in Pacifica for Gold Rush, the Golden Years. Um, as many of you may know, Alexander Gibbonard has the deed to the gold mine and is looking to shut us down. 
but Sparky Ballard has constructed a team that he hopes will keep that from happening, and uh, that will be the main event of the evening. I am in Paul, and uh, what I think is probably my biggest opportunity to date uh, is a gauntlet match for the Dynamite Division Championship held by Boyce the Grand. He will be defending it uh, against myself, Bruno Beretta, Big Baby Powder from Sacramento, uh, Mike Matthews and Marcus Lewis. So, uh, Boyce Legrand is going to have quite the night on his hands. And uh, to be honest with you, obviously, I hope that I come out on top and uh, some of the new Dynamite Vision champion. It's a huge dream of mine to hold that belt, and this, I had no better opportunity than this. Um, I will also be in San Jose on June 9th for UTWA, their big Megalomania show. Um, they're going to have a big deathmatch main event along with uh, Dave Dutra will be defending the San Jose title against Matt Fury in what's going to be a great match. I don't know if you've ever seen uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Matt Fury before, man, but this kid is going to be a star and he has wrestled Dutra before and just this draw-dropping match that I have to recommend everyone go see, but they're having their rematch on June 9th, and it's going to be electric. I will be there. I don't know what I'm doing there yet. Hopefully, I get to slap somebody around. I have a shrink or two. We'll see what happens, but that's pretty much what I have going on in the horizon, and uh, if there's anybody listening to the show that would, would not mind booking me, <laughs> if you are a promoter or know any promoters that are looking for some talent, Feel free to contact me on Facebook. Uh, you can go to the Joey Gonzo Experience. Uh, that is my uh, it's Joey Gonzo, but it's Facebook.com slash Joey Gonzo Experience. I'm also available on uh, Twitter under Soy Joey Gonzo and on Instagram as Estamos Joey Gonzo. Um, you can also email me as well, jrodriguez382 at gmail.com. And uh, I'm always available for shows. Uh, commentary birthdays, too. Yes. Commentary Anything too. For. Very underrated in the commentary, bro. Very underrated. Uh, I, 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 thank you, thank you, man. But I'm I'm trying to get away from the commentary, brother. I'm trying to get away from it. Well, you can always do do like they do in Takara. You know, wrestle a match and then go do commentary. You know, there's nothing That's wrong. That's true. With I could do that. I like to wrestle, though, man. I like beating people up. Uh, the whole commentary style, but I like to punch people in the face. Yeah. So I, I know that you're going to be at the gold mine early on Saturday for the Ballard Brothers uh, seminar. Um, yeah. Dude, okay. They, they, people know how I feel about those guys. They're just uh, uh, the gold, literally the gold standard of West Coast tag team wrestling. They have been forever. Um I know you're going to go there to soak up as much knowledge as you could. Now, if you had the choice of an up-and-coming uh, young lion like yourself to team with as a regular team, who would you pick? Man, that's tough. Are you talking about like me and like a vet, or like me or somebody who's like a no, young you, lion? No, you, like you and a young kid starting starting at the bottom. Well, usually, uh, first and foremost, I would, I would always pick my uh, my boy, my day one, Bruno Beretta. Um, me and him have literally been together since day one training. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's another dude who's getting himself out there and is having all sorts of great matches with some top-notch talent out there. He wrestled Billy Blade last weekend. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, that was skinny chops. 
I yeah, could hear yeah. <laughs> I, I could hear the echoes here, bro. I could hear it from here, the echoes. It, uh, a little, little behind-the-scenes story here. Myself and Sparky, Sparky Ballard, were actually behind the curtain as that match was going on, and we were just, like, waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting <laughs> for it. And then it happened, and we punched really hard. And then it happened again, and the second time was louder than the, the first. And then there's a third one that was almost as loud as the second one, but not as loud. And, uh, yeah, yeah. We got welcome to the this last weekend, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, I I, I kind of get the feeling that – okay, don't take this the wrong way. Don't don't take it as an insult. But it seems that you and Bruno have that whole um, road dog and uh, rockabilly thing where you go around the circuit against each other, against each other, against each other, and then they put you together. What do you think? Yeah, that's that's usually how it goes. Um, um, We did uh, a seminar with El Chupacabra probably about two or three months back, and one of his stories was explaining how him and Rick Luxury were basically married to each other for about maybe about a year and a half or two years, Mm -hmm. where they would uh, go on the road with each other. They would basically spend all their time on the road with each other and then have to wrestle each other every night. So that is kind of, yeah, that is kind of where me and Bruno are at right now. And, uh, yeah, man, like, uh, Bruno is, Bruno's great, man. I don't think people give Bruno enough credit as they should. He's a great technical wrestler. He's a student of the game. Um, like, he really, like, puts a lot into his matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's definitely a dude who a lot of people are probably going to be paying attention to and talking about years to come, I think. Definitely a hard worker. The thing, okay, the thing with Bruno is that he hasn't had that moment to step out from, you know, the green horn. You know, just mm-hmm. that, that bam, that kick-ass, kick-ass match that just goes nuts or, or the kick-ass angle or whatever. He hasn't quite had that yet, but there's time, and that's okay. Of there's time. There's plenty of time. Yeah, that's the one thing I mean, he's missing think, is that that next step. But it's coming, uh-huh. and you know what? Well, I mean, no, go ahead. No, I'm done. Just listen. Oh, no, I mean, you know, I kind of feel like I'm in the same position. Like, I haven't really had that big moment yet either. I mean, I've had some, like, big matches, you know, with some great talent. But as mm-hmm. far as, like, you know, that, that one grab you by the balls, Pay the fuck attention type of moment. I haven't had it just yet, but uh, maybe this Saturday. Maybe this Saturday that just might happen. Could be maybe. your moment. Could be my moment, man. Could be my moment. Who knows? But you know what? Regardless of what happens, regardless of what goes down on Saturday night, we are all gonna be entertained. We are all gonna have a good time. You know, we're gonna be around. You know, you know, friends. You know, family. You know, we we are all in this together. You know, whether you know we're we're paying fans or a referee or a ring announcer or Sparky running the company. It's all a symbiotic relationship, and we all are working for that one goal, and that's for everybody mm-hmm. to move up to the next level. And that's, that's right. part of the reason. You know, part of the reason why I love independent pro wrestling is that you're you're taking you literally see where your money goes when you buy a T-shirt. You know, I, I buy a Reno Scum shirt. I know it's going to, you know, the kids, college funds. Mm-hmm. I know this, you know, and it's not a machine like like the WWE. 
you know, uh, and I pride myself on being an independent spirit as well. And I'm I'm very sure you do too. You 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 dance to your beat of your own drum, and that is fucking amazing. And that's another thing I love about you. You give zero fucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm just here to have fun, man. Look, uh, I'm I'm at a point in my life where like, if my career goes ten years or another ten days, I'm happy because I was able to have, live a dream and be able to have all these opportunities that no normal wrestling fan would have ever would have ever gotten if they had attempted, you know. You know, just do what what I did, which is just go to you know go to wrestling school and train the proper way, and then get yourself out there. All you got to do, you know, and, and, and you know, a lot of people tend to feel like they always tend to have something that holds them back. And yeah, that's gonna happen from time to time. But once that opportunity pops up, man, take it. Don't you know? Don't shit on your dreams. You know, it, it's like a, an old post. I uh, had come up on social media like probably about seven years ago came up, and I think it still rings true. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm probably paraphrasing it when I say it here, but your dreams probably died because you didn't feed and water them enough. You know what I mean? And like, you, mm-hmm. know, you gotta keep your dreams alive, baby. You gotta keep your dreams alive. I agree. And before we wrap up here, I'm gonna give you the opportunity to send a personal message to the Filipino dream. Johnny Dynamo. Mm. Oh, man. Johnny, Johnny Dynamo, I trained under that guy for a year. And he has taught me so much about wrestling. And I will always be forever grateful to him. And wherever he goes in life, whether he chooses to continue with wrestling or just leave wants to lead a normal, everyday life like everyone else, I will forever be grateful to John Redito for teaching me the ins and outs of professional wrestling. And, uh, yeah, he, I, I don't think people realize how big of a hole he is going to leave in this area once he's gone. Um, but once they do, they'll, they'll, they'll realize it. But uh, I'm hoping guys like myself and Bruno and uh, others who have trained under him keep his dream alive. Awesome. Well, Joey, thank you for calling in. Uh, it was really, really fun catching up with you, and I will see you uh, come Saturday night at the world-famous Goldmine. Uh, hopefully the show will stream live on YouTube. If it doesn't, it will eventually get up onto YouTube. This is going to be a show that you're not going to want to miss. It's stacked top to bottom. Um, I ran over some of the stuff, but it's just a stacked card. But once again, Joey, it was great talking to you, bro, and I'll see you come Saturday. You know it, Daddy. I'll see you on Saturday, baby boy. Come get All right. serious with one, Joey. Boy, Joey Gonzo, Daddy. <laughs> Thanks, brother. All righty, that was the Joey, Gonzo, uh, Joey Gonzo experience. Um, Joey, I followed him, you know, he was a fan and doing, you know, ring crew security training and, you know, breaking in. He's a humble kid. He's just a good guy. And, uh, I'd like to thank, uh, Big Ugly J.D. Bishop of the Ugly Dojo for coming on, as well as Joey Gonzo taking time out of his busy evening to, uh, uh, to borrow a line from, uh, Diafula Debashi, Chewing the Fat. Good podcast up there, bro. 
up in the Northwest to support him. Chewing the Fat Blog Talk. You need to check out the World Powers uh, Chief. Uh, I'm sorry, Rod. I, I'm so, Chief and uh, and Diafula, the World Powers. Uh, they are still going strong. Um, get well, Fred Lazarus. I know you're not feeling too well. Uh, I will see you come Saturday, my brother. And I have a message for one Derek Slade and Lucian Delight. My eyes are still watching you guys. I'm still watching you, man. I still got something. I got something special for you on Saturday night, Derek Slade and Lucian Delight. I got something very special. The fans are going to go crazy. Oh, boy, it's coming for you. You need to keep your eyes open. Now, before we wrap up, let's uh, get us some plugs. We'll plug uh, brownbutterwrestling.com. Corey Brown doing the boys and girls right from NorCal, among other places, as far as merchandising and stuff, and keep an eye out on everything he's got going on, Fight Forever, that's uh, slowly but surely making its way, doing his thing. And Killjoy Designs, my boy Joe Killjoy, who designed my my Dawn of the Dead Alternative Wrestling Radio t-shirt, which is fucking awesome. You can get that at tinyurl.com backslash A-W-R-T. E E, um, and you can get uh, Killjoy Designs on Facebook at Joe Killjoy Designs or on Twitter at Killjoy Designs. And let's see what else do I have to plug here. We have our show archives, tinyurl.com backslash ALTW Radio, and we'll be back in a couple weeks. Um, we, like I said, we'll be working on that Aaron O'Grady, Crash Holly, Mike Lockwood, Johnny Pearson. Um, uh, memorial show um, It's time We're going to go two hours We're going to have a bunch of different guests We're going to share uh, uh, Aaron O'Grady stories And you know We're going to talk about matches And a bunch of different stuff And I'm, I think uh, In the next couple of days Maybe tomorrow I'm going to post a bunch of matches Of uh, of his that are online That you know Make a list on the Facebook gimmick um, And last but not least Uh you know, just because AEW has a pay-per-view on Saturday night doesn't mean that you have to stay home and watch that pay-per-view live. Do you hear me, Craig? Do you hear me? You need to come out. Go support an indie show. You can always catch the replay after. You can stay off your stupid phone, off Twitter, off Facebook and Instagram, like I'm going to do. I'm going to be at the gold mine on Saturday night supporting my friends and my family, everybody that's putting on their tights and doing their thing. And then the next morning I'm going to watch the pay-per-view at work so I will stay off my computer and off my phone when I get home from the show because I just come home, go to bed, get up and go to work. I will watch the AEW pay-per-view at work. That way I get to support my local indies and support a large indie that's breaking breaking new ground AEW. So you can do both. Also any wrestlers in Northern California, Southern California, Nevada, Oregon, if you can, you need to make your way down to the gold mine in Pacifica on Saturday, 1 p.m. The Ballard Brothers are putting on a tag team seminar. $20, you get to learn from the greatest tag team in the history of West Coast Indies. I'm sorry, scum, but the Ballards, they really got that one held down. Uh, you can learn from them. You, even if you're not a tag team guy, you should still go and learn from these guys. Uh, you can get information for that at facebook.com backslash Gold Rush Pro Wrestling or message uh, Sparky Ballard there or uh, Sparky Ballard on Facebook. Um, 
Yeah, you can also uh, check out our show on Facebook, facebook.com backslash Alternative Wrestling Radio, or you can get me on the personal Facebook at KidZombie, and Twitter would be KidZombie2000, uh, email KidZombie2000AOL.com, and my cell number is, no, never mind, I'm not going to do that. don't need my cell phone ringing at 3 in the morning. You never know who's going to rib me. Um, also, uh, those brothers and sisters out there that are, you know, fighting the good fight, uh, we're thinking about you, Kim. And Carlos, uh, hopefully things are going well with uh, with your uh, surgery there, lady. Um, and Carlos, you know, you're healing nice and slow. My brother, we're praying for you. And once again, my boy, Fred Lazarus, you're always in our prayers, man. And I miss you, and I'll see you on Saturday. Um, you know, uh, let's uh, – you know what? I'm not going to play a commercial. Oh, wait a minute. I actually have – I have a call on the line. Caller, who am I speaking with? You're speaking with the one and only brother. Oh, wow! You're you're alive. Hell yeah! I rose from the dead today just to come on your show, brother. The Undertaker. <laughs> I was just <laughs> wrapping up, man. Oh, perfect timing here! Don't I have good timing? Mm-hmm. Don't you love me? What would you do without me? <laughs> um, my wife would be happy. I'd be able to sleep at night. Oh. Uh, God bless I wouldn't. You, I wouldn't I have down goes peanut bouncing through my head. <laughs> now, that your guy. Wife has to know. Your wife has <sighs> to know. I'm just saying a heel, and I love both those oh, dogs. Yeah. And your wife. They're just teasing. Your wife has to know that. Oreo and okay, peanut. so, so I, I know you are going to be at the gold mine Saturday night. Are you going to go for the seminar? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, don't, I, I, hello, are you there? Yep, Where's I'm here. Matt? All ships at I'm here. Uh, yes, I'm going to try and make the seminar. It just depends how much energy I have. This chemo is really sapping me of it. And But the good news is, uh, that, well, actually what's going on in a nutshell, the chemo that I was on is not working anymore. Um, mm. And they've transferred me to a pill, which is much better, less side effects, and I'll just be on the pill for a year. So that's good. That's really good news. Uh, my body just has to get used to of the get get out of the old chemo and into the new. So that's why I'm so tired lately. But yes, I will be there Saturday. It's a shame what's going on with the gold mine. But you know, Sparky will prevail. Um, I missed part of your show. Is there any new news? Have you heard anything of uh, any any possible new sites for the school? Nothing that uh, nothing that I heard of. I you know we we like we discussed a few days ago. My ideas I I shared them with with Sparky and I haven't heard back. Uh, I'm going to talk to him on Saturday. Uh, I really tried. I really tried to work a half day Saturday so I can go to the seminar, pay and just uh-huh. go. Um, just because I could sit and talk to the Ballards. I, actually, I have sat and talked to the Ballards for hours. Um, They're amazing. But yeah, I, I, I'll talk to Sparky on Saturday. We got to we got to figure something out, and whether it's in Daly City, Pacifica, you know, whatever, we'll, we have to find something and. You know, we'll figure it out. We have to find something. Oh, we will. There's too much good karma floating around with Sparky, and he's, you know, he's devoted his life. And the students there, my fellow students, will come up with something. Um, it's people like you that give us energy. You know, I mean, Matt. No one. I don't mean to come on the show and kiss your ass, but allow me to. You know, I mean, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be in the gold mine. You know, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have my own podcast. I wouldn't be into wrestling like I am. 
you know. So we're getting energy from you and Carlos, people like that. And we'll keep it open somehow. I mean, I don't like to say we as I'm a vested member, but God damn it, I am a member of the gold mine, and we will do what needs to be done to find a place. And we may take a hiatus. I hope I pronounced that word right. Close but we'll come back. You know, and it's fans like you that keep us going, you know, and your wife, you know, and little Mikey, who I love watching at the matches. <laughs> you're a little now, His next show, you're going to see him running around a little gray alternative wrestling radio zombie kid shirt. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a size eight and child. It's great. <laughs> that, that's great. Well, I know you're ending the show. I just wanted to uh, give a shout out to you and call. Um, now, as you probably heard, I was on a podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I ha- uh, uh, Double D, Debashi. Uh You've heard the whole thing about the NWWA. Well, I'm not going to give it any more credence. I'm not going to talk about it anymore because it really doesn't deserve to be talked about on your show. Your show has class. The show should be brought down to uh, John Paradise. Hey, you know what? I, I, I gave I gave, uh, I gave uh, Dobashi a, a plug you know, for the blog talk. Search, you know, uh, that guy's he's been around forever, and he's one I, yeah. I need to sit down with. Um, just oh, you, because you, know what? you definitely do. You definitely I mean, do. I was seeing him. him work opening matches on indie tapes, I would get just to see Buddy Rose back in the day. Really? Now, I had you know what he had told me about that, but I, I, I believe him in and I believe you. You know, he's a wealth of information. You got to ask him about the, the show that. Buddy was wrestling in where they broke the ring. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna now. I can't remember the story and who was wrestling Buddy, but you got to ask him about it. And then Buddy and oh, whoever it was, was it Matt Bourne? My I don't remember, but they just ended up brawling all around the building instead. But yeah, it broke in like the first few minutes. You know, but, I, I mean, yeah. real quick, what Paradise and Fire of the NWWA have done. Is lit a fire, pardon me, fire, but has lit a real fire up my ass. And I'm starting up Dirtcast again on SoundCloud.com. My next guest is going to be, you know, Chief Ayakula Kula and Debasi, if I could get him on. But the World Powers, one or both, will be on my next show. And it just shows what a classy organization Sparky runs, because there's nothing like that going on. You know, um, it's just a shame. You know, uh, can you still hear me? The connection's really bad. Yeah, I, I can hear you fine. I'm good. Oh, good, good. Well, I won't take much longer. Um, you know, Freddie, let, let me cut you off. It's not just Sparky. It's not just Sparky. It's it's all around. There's a few companies that I'm not going to mention that are not ran correctly. Uh, uh-huh. You know what? Fuck it. Kirk White, he does his own thing, but that's him, though. He does his own thing. He has his own fans right. or whatever. And then there's another yeah, company that awesome. worships a redheaded chick's boobs. That's all I'm saying. Um, the Sonoma Aroma. The the Did Sonoma Aroma. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying. No, the, just the redhead with big, nasty-looking boobs. But anyway, the, you know, for the most part, the companies do handle themselves here. And that's why I don't have a problem dropping my money. Even if I buy a ticket and I can't make the show, I don't try to unload the ticket. Or I'll give it to someone. You know, whatever it's you know, it's still supporting. Right. Well, and you know, I'm going out of my way with my uh, health issues to be there for Sparky. I'll be there Saturday. Sparky has taught me 
the gold mine has taught me that they're teamwork, you know, teamwork, dedication, mm-hmm. and respect. You walk into a dressing room, you shake everybody's hand, you look them in the eye, say, hello, how are you? You don't pull punches, you don't, you know, pull bullshit. And that's what I've learned from Sparky. And uh, believe me, the gold mine will survive. And uh, I want to thank you on air before you go. Uh, I just want to thank you, Matt, for your friendship and for your love of the business. Because if it wasn't for you, you're one of the main reasons that uh, I'm in this business. I'm not going to mention my gimmick. I'm not going to mention who I am or what I do. That will come at another time. But thank you just for being yourself. I learned a long time ago that you need to pay it forward regardless of what it is. And that, uh-huh. you know, someone introduced me a long time ago to independent wrestling, you know, and, you know, it it, it just needs to be paid forward because, you know, it's not just Vince. And, you know, okay. there's other stuff. Well, when you see a man like Sparky involve his family, his wife runs the, runs the snack and snack bar and everything, and mm-hmm. let the people gravitate towards Sparky, I didn't meet one bad person in my time in the gold mine. Not one. I didn't have one issue anywhere with anybody. You know, it's run right. He does it right. It's a great school, and it will come back. And it's all you know hasn't gone anywhere as of yet, but it will surface with another another roof over its head. That's all we need. Well, before I wrap up, I'm going to give you the same opportunity that I gave Joey Gonzo before you. I would like for you to send a personal message right now to the Filipino dream, Johnny Dynamo. Johnny Dynamo, I know I upset him a couple times with my stupid questions. I apologize, but I wish him nothing but the best. In the short time I was taking bumps in the ring with him, he made total sense. He was a great teacher, still is. He's a great wrestler. I thoroughly enjoyed his matches all the times I saw him. I wish him nothing but the best, and I hope to make him proud when I do come back. And I just want to thank him. The man is an amazing teacher. He makes it look so easy. I, I wish him best. I'm just sorry he's leaving. But credit to the business. And I wish him nothing but the best. And with his relationship, I wish that nothing but the best, too. Awesome, my brother. I'm going to wrap up, and I will see you uh, come Saturday. And uh, You will. Thank you for having Take it easy. On. Rest up tomorrow. No hood slam. No hood slam tomorrow, Fred. You need to rest up for Saturday. Uh, But you got to tell me about the redhead with boobs the next time we talk. I love you, brother. (laughs) I will, bro. All of my podcasts are on SoundCloud.com under DERFCAST, all caps, DERFCAST. Look for more episodes and look for the old ones. I want to have Matt on again. I really want to have Mikey on at one point. Mm. So Mikey could come on and yell and scream. That'd be great. I love you, brother. You be careful. All right, my brother. I will uh, see you in a couple days. Thank you so much. You will. Bye-bye. All right. That was the man behind the Derfcast, Mr. Fred Lazarus, my brother from another mother. Um, I mean, it's no secret. Uh, Johnny Dynamo, John Redditto, whatever, you know, you want to call him, he's he's moving out east and, you know, doing what he needs to do for himself. But you know what, John? Thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you have done for the business that I love, whether it's whether it's wrestling in the ring or whether it's training people, um, teaching etiquette. Um, you are definitely Oliver John's student, and 
that is a compliment in itself. Oliver John is an amazing uh, person uh, in and out of the ring, and you know your your class act, same uh, same cloth. You're cut from the same cloth, uh, same as Sparky, and you know a lot of these good people. And, you know, uh, I wish you you and your 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 lady. Um, you know, all the best, man. You know, go be a family man if you want. Go train if you want. Go wrestle if you want. But whatever you're going to do, bro, you're going to be the best. And to me, you'll always be the dream. And I will see you come Saturday night. I got a big hug for you. And uh, let's wrap it up with a little Brown Butter commercial here. Brownbutter.com. Brownbutterwrestling.com. It's the Brown Budsy, the lovesy dovesy, one and only Brown Butter. Matt the Man Man sliding me 20 seconds here to let you know all the sorcery that Brown Butter Wrestling is conjuring up. And it simply cannot be done because everything doesn't fit into 20 seconds. And you already know that Brown Butter makes everything better. We make merch for pro wrestlers and promoters who care about the quality of the goods they're selling their fans. For the love of the sport of stories that is pro wrestling. We sell that merch and more on brownbutterwrestling.com. Coming Later this month, to your screens, we're producing Shows Over with A.J. Kirsch, a weekly pro wrestling comedy news show with videos submitted by you, the fans. That might be enough for some, but this is brown butter, and it gets even better, cupcakes, so stay tuned. So says the brown budsy. So says brown butter.